I'm my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So I'm sure you've all heard of the TV show The Walking Dead. It's kind of like a worldwide phenomena, right? And, and it's a whole show about the zombie apocalypse. And there's a little double entendre when it comes to the title. The Walking Dead obviously refer to zombies, but they also refer to the human beings because they're walking and you know that they're ultimately going to die. In fact, every single episode has this crisis of like, wait, we're fighting for our lives, but in the end, we're all going to die. Like, why keep fighting? In fact, these people, they, they, they've had their lives over, completely overturned. They're, they, they're, their family and friends are mostly dead or are walking around zombies. Um, there's no security. There's no comfort. There's no coffee. There's no Wi-Fi. Like, the big question is, if at the end of the whole deal we're going to die, why keep on fighting? Why keep on walking? Why keep on living? Is life worth living? You know, there's a French philosopher, his name is um, Albert Camus. Is that how you say it? Just, just kidding. Albert Camus. He was an existentialist philosopher and he said this. He actually said um, that there's only one truly serious philosophical question. Out of all the philosophical questions out there, there's only one truly serious philosophical question. Why not suicide? Because there's two ways of looking at the world. One is that if there's no God, there's no purpose to anything. It's all an accident. Therefore, life is meaningless. Therefore, nothing matters. The other way of looking at the world is that if there's a God, then there's a purpose to creation. And then even when I can't understand the meaning behind the moment, I know that everything matters. Two ways of looking at the world. One is, no God, nothing matters. The other is, with God, everything matters, even if I don't know how to make sense of it. I bring this up because of a couple things. One is, our country is facing uh, big decisions when it comes to physician-assisted physician suicide. People who are at the end of their lives or at a desperate place, in a dark place in their lives and are asking, is life worth living? Why not suicide? And also because of a movie that came out, uh, Me Before You. You probably heard of it. It was a book back in, t I think, 2012. Um, this, this movie is about a guy named Will, and Will is this um, really good-looking, really wealthy, um, very much loved man who's also paralyzed. And he meets this woman, Lou, who steps into his life and knows that he's planning on killing himself and tries to show him that life is worth living. But ultimately, spoiler alert, Will decides, no, life's not worth living because I'm paralyzed. And so he's going to end up killing himself. So here is Will. And even though he has all these great things going for him, he's, he's wealthy, he's attractive, people love him, he's paralyzed. And that's incredibly painful. Like, no, I'm not making fun of that at all. But because of that, he doesn't have the quality of life he would want. And so he decides to end his life. But I would say this, maybe he can move, but what if he's alone? Is his quality of life sufficiently decreased there? Maybe he can move and he has people around him, but he's been disfigured. Is his quality of life sufficiently decreased there that his life's no longer worth living? So there's two different ways of looking at the world. Again, nothing matters, everything matters, or quality of life ethic versus a sanctity of life ethic. What Christianity introduced to the world was what you call a sanctity of life ethic. This, this vision that's every human being, your life matters. That because there's a purpose, because there's meaning, because you're made in God's image and likeness, that even when you're in your darkest moment, even when you are unwanted by everyone else, even when you're incredible, in incredible pain, that your life is still worth living because there's a sanctity of life ethic versus this quality of life ethic. Now, I know what happens is this, is that 
we watch this movie, right? And we, and, and we get afraid because that's what propaganda does. It plays off of our fears. We, get, we watch it and we're like, man, but what if that was me? I've talked to so many people afterwards like, yeah, but Father, but what if that was you? What if you were going to be paralyzed the rest of life? What if all these kinds of things? But I would, I would flip it back around and say, yeah, what if? What if you were in your darkest moment? What kind of culture do you want surrounding you in your darkest moment when you feel the most worthless, when you feel completely unwanted, when you feel you have nothing left to live for? Do you want to be surrounded by a culture that says, hey, um, it's great that you're around, but if you want to kill yourself, we're totally okay with that. Or would you rather be surrounded by a culture that says when you feel in your darkest moment the most unwanted, the most powerless, do you want to be surrounded by a culture that says we're going to fight for you, we're going to advocate for you, not just for whatever choice you want to make, we're going to advocate for you and say that even though you feel worthless, you feel unwanted, even though you're in the midst of incredible pain, you're wanted, your life has meaning we claim you. We're going to fight for you. And we're actually going to even going to show you that there's a purpose and a power in your suffering. Because that's one of Christianity's hugest gifts to the world. That suffering isn't meaningless. Remember, if there's a God, then everything matters. Even our suffering. There's a purpose and a power to suffering. Back in 1988, there was a young woman, a 17-year-old young woman in Italy named Chiara Badano. She got cancer. And very, very quickly, this beautiful and healthy, athletic, active woman was confined to her bed. She, could, she couldn't even hardly move. But she said this, she said, I now offer my sufferings to Jesus. And if I can offer him this pain, if I can offer him this suffering, I unite it to him for the salvation of souls. You know, at one point, uh, people come visit her and they try to comfort her, but she'd smile at them and encourage them so much that they were in fact comforted because here she had this worldview that said, life is worth living. Now, I know that when it comes to the position of assisted suicide, there's, there's politics and there's courts and there's culture. Here's the thing, as Christians, we don't have to wait for the courts. We don't have to wait for the culture. We need to be willing to do what uh, the early Christians did. You know, when the plague broke out, um, there are various parts of Europe what people would do is they, you know, they have someone in their family would, had caught the plague and so to protect the rest of the family, they would just put these people, their moms and dads, their siblings, their children, their spouses out onto the streets and let them die there. Here's what Christians would do. They wouldn't like petition the governor, petition the emperor, like you need to come and help us. What they would do is they would go around and they would pick up those that no one else wanted and say, you're wanted. They would go around and collect the people that everyone else had discarded and said, your life is worth living because this is what we have. This is what we're supposed to do. I'm not going to wait for the courts to change. I'm not going to wait for the culture to change. As a Christian, I have to change. It doesn't mean we don't that we abandon the courts or abandon the culture, but it does mean that we start local. Who are the people who are least wanted in your family? Who are the people that are least wanted in your school or at your work? Who are the people that are least wanted in your life? to find them, to bring them in, and to fight for them. Because the job of the Christian is not to wait for the courts or the culture. The job of the Christian is to have that sanctity of life ethic that motivates us to go out and save lives. For all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.